Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. How did he get blocked by LeBron James on Twitter? Talking about, you know, wanting to inspire and, and like, I'm inspired right now. I want to run through a brick wall for you right now. I Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It is about time taking a month-long break here on the God of Money Sports Network here. We got Kamal. I know it's been a while. I know you've been busy, but uh, how's everything going? Hey, man. Uh, first of all, honored to be on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's an honor and a privilege, man. It's a blessing every time that I get to come on here and, um, you know, talk with you. Um, like the intro, dude, that's, uh, uh, you know, from the last time I've been on here, the new intro, I like it, uh, really inspiring and motivating, man. You know, I've been blessed, brother, just um, glad that I get to spend a little bit of time talking to you this morning. Definitely, for sure, folks, as we try to do every single day, let's start with what we call today's prayer break. Or like Kamel said, this is just a great opportunity, even though right now it doesn't, let's just say it doesn't look very, uh, it's very interesting to say right now, but just to take some opportunity to be a blessing in both of our lives. And hopefully this can inspire someone in your name, I pray. Man, but what we kind of do is like a quick little story here per se, where let's say, hey, a Jesus and God story. I believe we, I reached out to you back in February. And or I, we connected on LinkedIn and I was like, you know, let's just kind of see what happens here. And 
put each other's in each other's life to really like encourage each other. Cause like you talked about, you've been working so hard the past couple of years to, to really know you can achieve that dream in the NFL, to play defense in the NFL, to really do what, what you know you're capable to do, what I know you're capable of to play in the NFL. Similar career paths to encourage each other more importantly in a walk with God. It wasn't by accident that we have similar stories that we met with each other on LinkedIn. I believe that God put us in each other, each other's lives because again, that's important to have fellowship. We can relate to one another, encourage one another. If you face setbacks or obstacles, just like when Jesus came in Peter's past, when it looked like Jesus or Peter had to basically get a ton of this fish and collect a ton of fish, it looked like, oh no, Peter is about to be in big trouble with him and his wife. And then boom, Jesus comes in. So you just never know. But uh, come on, I gotta ask you though. You when we talked back in April, first met before we came on the first time. You were like, I've probably had a ton of interview requests and some like I don't trust them per se. What was like the I guess the process behind that? Or was there people that you've talked to that you know, hey, they definitely don't have the right intentions when trying to reach out to me? Yeah, man, uh that's a great question. Uh you know, at the end of the day, I feel like uh, you have a, a sense about you, especially as the, uh, a man of faith, um, whether somebody comes, you know, in genuine, authentic um, measures or, or not. And, uh, you know, I've received people reaching out to me, um, trying to talk to me about my journey because it is so different uh, than most people. It's, it's uh, so it's just on another universe compared to a lot of people's journeys to uh, professional football. And, um, you know, like I said, you, you, you are the only one that I agree to um, come on and talk with because I know you're a, a fellow, you know, brother in the faith. And, you know, for me, really, the most important thing is I don't know where this journey is going to take me. Right. So, you know, I know God's given me a dream. He's given me a vision. He's given me passion. He's given me the ability to, to make it happen. Um, but, you know, who knows where I'll be next year or the year after that? You know, who knows what team, what league? Um, and I don't want to say anything now or be asked any sort of questions that um, are strategically meant for me to um, – answer in a wrong way or a setup of any any sort of way as you see a lot of people who just casually um go into interviews with whoever um and don't really know what they're going to be asked or what the whole purpose of the interview is um some people are not interviewing you in a good, good light you know they want to basically have some sort of um you know blackmail or something over you in case you do make it one day um, for them to kind of have that power over you. So you have to be careful who you associate yourself with. And, you know, and I say that, you know, to athletes, to anybody um, in any sort of business in any light of success, um, whether that's just a job that you work or if that's a career, whatever it is, or if it's a hobby, passion, whatever, you have to guard your heart. Uh, you got to guard yourself. You got to make sure that, the people that you associate with as far as, you know, who you 
talk with on things like this, you got to trust that person. Um, and you know, I trust you. We go, uh, we go back, um, to the very beginnings of, uh, our friendship, you know, and it's been great ever since. Um, and we became friends before we became, um, partners on, on, uh, on your podcast, you know, before I ever, you know, got on a podcast, we became friends and we made that connection. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's a great question, man. I mean, that's just how I see it is you have to be very, very, uh, vigilant of who you allow to ask you the questions and um you know you have to know the intentions of the person that are uh that's requesting you to uh to come on to a show or to answer questions for them so um yeah definitely of course much appreciate there and i, I was a, my first sports network my man that i was a part of Let's just say they didn't have the best intentions, so I left there, and they were in there for, like, the views or the money, and it's like, you know, no disrespect to them, but at the end of the day, we've seen interviews, guys, with other celebrities or, or athletes where you're on purposely trying to get other reaction. A guy interviewed Robert Downey Jr. for H Ultron, and they were trying to ask him about his past, and it's like, dude, this movie's about to come out. Like, you clearly had the wrong intentions. I'm pretty sure that guy got fired, but I know you haven't been necessarily been on the network per se, because I know it's it's been a while, but I know we both have crazy schedules here. But for the people out there that are, that watch this network or the quick summaries, I know you talked about this before, but like I guess your story or kind of how you got there and you don't have to go into complete detail. That's that's your personal life, but kind of how you got to where you are and um, your dream to the NFL. Um, you know, if you if you are somebody that pays attention to the uh the show um you've seen me come on the show i believe twice um the, the first time was early on last spring and the second time was uh i believe right before um you know my first uh tryout that i ever had um but for those that don't know me uh my name's kamel Doné. um i'm a first generation syrian american who is um uh working for the dream of becoming a uh, professional linebacker in, in, in the NFL. Um, it's a dream that's been in my heart for uh, as long as I can remember as a kid. Um, and through obstacles and cultural things and uh, just the way of life, never got the opportunity to play. Um, so uh, just, you know, uh, made it one day to where I was like, hey, I'm going to chase my dream. Um, and uh, came, you know, full circle to a lot of things that have helped me, uh, you know, work and train for uh, the opportunity to go to the NFL and carve out a name for myself, uh, coming from um, no experience, no background, no name school, um, and just trying to race the top of, of the sport. So, um, you know, that's a, that's really, you know, where I come from in a nutshell as far as, you know, my dream, my story, coming from the bottom of the barrel and trying to make it to the top. Um, and I believe, uh, you know, it's one of those dreams that, you know, the world would say is impossible, man. But we all know that with God, nothing is impossible. So, um, you know, I, uh, I'm, you know, working my way to the, uh, to, to the top, whether, you know, that lands me in whatever league that lands me in. The dream is to play football at a professional level, whether that means I get paid a janitor's salary, I will still go out there and play. Um, um, 
you know, whether that means God will bless me and, uh, you know, allow me to play at the top, um, at, you know, in the NFL, um, on a practice squad, whatever that means, man, I'm just believing that that, that, that dream will, will come true and, and, and working for it every day. Definitely, man. I think it's more people, they tend to either quit or to really give up super easily here, but obviously we've only well, known each other a couple of months, but I guess that support there on both sides, because I know we talked, was it this past week, and it can easily get very frustrating to where you're thinking about quitting, or at least I was for a bit, and kind of like, hey, this really isn't going anywhere, but important to have that support system. But for people out there, man, that um, want to pursue their dream at the NFL, what would be your keyword? What would be your honest, faith-filled, genuine advice to someone that's either pursuing the dream in the NFL or trying to play professional football? Well, man, um, you know, I think, first of all, this is a great question. I think whether you are, you know, pursuing a dream of playing um, a professional sport or you are pursuing a dream of any kind, um, whether that's in business, whether that's in music, whether that's in athletics or if it's in the ministry or if it's just to have, you know, your dream is to open up a restaurant, whatever it is. I mean, if your dream is to, um, you know, work on a golf course, what whatever the dream is, no matter how big or small your dream is, I think at the end of the day, people don't really realize that when you have a dream placed in you, you know, I believe, and we've had this conversation, I believe that when you're born, every single individual on this earth, God places a dream inside your heart. Some dreams are bigger. Some dreams are harder. Some dreams are um, easier than others. Some dreams are completely insane to just the world when they hear them um whatever that dream is i believe that's your potential i believe that's the goal that you can have um but i can promise you one thing those dreams will not be easy if that dream has been placed in you since you were young and uh, um, and some people still haven't found out what their dream is and that's okay sometimes the dream is finding your dream you know, sometimes it's going down the paths of life and realizing in the end that the journey that you took was the dream. Um, whatever that dream is, there's going to be a time. If your dream is big, there will be a time where you feel like it is impossible. And that's why dreams are so immense i mean that's why dreams are probably the the strongest thing on earth is your work for a dream your hope for a dream the life that you want to live the impact that you want to make the legacy that you want to leave and that's why they are incredibly difficult because you have to face reality while still living in the dream right so you have a dream but you fight reality every day to make that dream become reality and, you know, I believe in the saying that you have to place a brick in the path to your dream every day. Some, some days you might put a lot of bricks down in that path. Some days you might just get one. Um, but every day you have to carve it. But I would say to anybody who's believing in their dreams, man, is life wants to see how bad you want it. 
And I and I really do believe that when you get the dream, life says, all right, when you realize what you want, you start going after it. Let's see how bad this guy really wants it. And life's going to punk you. It's going to throw things at you. Doubt is going to come. I mean, it's going to feel like the world is against you and it's impossible. And that's why a lot of people never, never achieve their dreams is because when it gets hard, they're just like, man, I'm just not cut out for this. This is not going to happen for me. But what they don't realize is, is that you have to work for those dreams. The dreams don't come easy. They come with sacrifice and pain and, you know, sleepless nights and, and, and so many things that are a lot tougher done than said, you know. So, you know, if you really want your dream, you just got to want it a little bit more than everybody else and keep working for it and keep going after it. And, you know, eventually it will happen. Eventually you can have your dream. I believe that nothing is impossible, that you can work for your dream. But how much are you willing to sacrifice? How much are you really willing to work for it? And if you're willing to sacrifice and you're willing to work and you're willing to sacrifice who you are today for what you will become, put yourself through the pain and sacrifice today for what could happen in the future. And that's the big thing about dreams too, man, is nothing is promised. Tomorrow is not promised. Our next five minutes are not promised. So you're constantly sacrificing today something that you have right now for something that may or may not happen. And that's what I always have to remind people when I'm working for my dream. I might or might not make it into a football league to play as a linebacker, but I'm going to work every day so that when I do get the opportunity to be able to do that, I'm prepared. So I've always said it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and never have one and have an opportunity to not be prepared. And that's a part of keeping the faith for your dream. Definitely, man, I think we can both relate. How it's very, let's just say, difficult. And a lot of times it definitely can look crazy. But I think, like, kind of like you're saying, it's looking, I know it sounds so corny, but literally, look at the small steps. As I was being discouraged yesterday, looked at all, like, added up all the views and stuff. I was like, okay, I may not see progress over here. But all the way over here, there's definitely something there. But, of course, we go to the football. And, of course, with our main topic here, you know, the season's coming upon us here, man. And my Broncos, of course, they're, they're bland. But if I had to give, like, for predictions, let's talk about the AFC East. you got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. In your own and genuine football opinion, who do you think would run away with the AFC East this year? Oh man, that's a that's a good one right there. Um, so I heard you mention the Dolphins and the Jags. Um, I think that both of those teams are coming into this season a little bit different than the past couple of years. I think as far as all the Florida teams in um, in the past, you know, from the Buccaneers to the to the Dolphins to the Jags, they've all, all been underdogs, man, for the past couple of years. I mean, they were pretty much teams that you knew if they were on your schedule, you had a pretty much uh, a, a easy win. And I think that the script has flipped in the past two years. Um, you know, what 
uh, Tampa Bay did with uh, Brady, Gronkowski, you know, Evans, um, all the guys there. Um, and the Super Bowl was absolutely, absolutely incredible. Um, not really sure what happened in the preseason game against Tennessee. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, who knows it's a preseason game. They're like that. Um, but I think that big things can be expected out of uh, Florida this year. I mean, just the fact that you have, you know, T. Lawrence uh, on the Jags. Uh, you have, uh, I believe, my favorite um, uh, my favorite uh, brothers on the Jags now, so the Griffin brothers. Uh, I don't know if it's both of them are on the team or just one of them's on the team right now. Um, but, um, you know, you got uh, Tebow, you know, uh, which is just the, a crazy uh, trade that was, you know, or a you know, signing that happened. And um, then you got the Dolphins, man, with a lot of potentials, a lot of, uh, a lot of great, great athletes from Tua um, to a lot of people from Alabama that came with him. And um, uh, just like some great people that have been traded onto the Dolphins. Um, and I mean, I think you can expect big things out of, out of all the Florida teams this year, man. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing them. Um, I would really, really be happy to see the Jaguars do good this year. Um, and, of course, you know, I'd like to see what the Dolphins can make of themselves with also um, I hope we see great things from Tom Brady and the Bucks this year as well. Definitely, man. Unfortunately, Tim Tebow did get released about a week ago, which is, I mean, I, I understand where people are coming from. Now, Tim, I've been trying to get you on for about a year or so. Hopefully, hopefully we can get you on here on the show in the next couple of months or so. But speaking about impossible, Josh Allen, remember, if people remember, he was a zero-star recruit out of high school. You're talking about the dream you were just talking zero-star recruit out of high school come out and DMing college coaches on Twitter. And that's how he got his scholarship. Being a top pick in the NFL in 2018, being the MVP conversation, nearly getting to the Super Bowl for being a zero-star recruit out of high school. So if that doesn't motivate people about stories, and frankly, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to have to say Buffalo. It's it's the Jag. I mean, Jaguars, I mean, I'm excited to see Trevor's play with one when we go to the game. I have to say the Bills, based off of last year and how they were so close, you got the ready. You pretty much got every single category figured out. I'm going to have to – have to pick Buffalo? No. Again, Tim Tebow will be trying to get you on for about a year, but hopefully we, that can happen in the fruition. Either way, I got the bills. If that Josh Allen story doesn't inspire anybody to pursue a dream in the NFL, then frankly, I don't know what to tell you all. My least favorite division, though, man, the AFC West, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers. You had to pick I know my answer, but who do you think could just run away with the AFC West, or is there going to be some surprise competition midway through the season? You know, that's that's a difficult one, man. I mean, I, you know, if, if I was, if I were the Chiefs, it's now or never. I mean, you got completely whooped and embarrassed. I mean, probably one of the absolute worst games a team could possibly ever expect or ask for in the Super Bowl. I mean, not ever finding Pater in the, in the end zone, 
in a Super Bowl game is absolutely nuts. I mean, I think it was pretty much historic and groundbreaking for anybody watching that game. Absolutely terrible performance. Whatever that was, whatever that was, if it was the Tom Brady factor that really psyched them out, whether they got in their own way, whether Tampa Bay just had, you know, had their number before the game ever started, who knows what the real reason was. Whether they got, you know, too prideful being on top the whole season before, who knows what happened. Um, you know, but if you're the Chiefs, I mean, your roster is stacked. You have the highest paid player in the whole in the whole NFL history, right? Um, it's now or never. So if we don't see big things out of the Chiefs, you know, I would say it's that's what I'm saying. Like it's too early to tell. But if the, the Chiefs don't become the best team in a in, in if they do not perform the best in their division then I'm, I'm just going to say right now it's going to be a, a long road for them as far as it's going to be downhill. I mean, it's just from there, if they, don't, if they don't come back this year and dominate and at least make up for some of the uh, embarrassment that they went through in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's now or never. So I'm either betting on the Chiefs doing extremely well or not doing well at all and falling apart. So, If I'm being honest, I would rather the Chiefs go 0-17, being a Broncos fan, the Chargers go 0-17, the Raiders go 0-17. It's not going to happen. It's the Chiefs. I mean, this purely as a pass roll mode, I mean, maybe you could look at one other quarterback in Josh Allen, but the best arm in the NFL, and it pains me to say that because – I Broncos don't have a quarterback. It's kind of like in high school. Do you want to get all A's? Do you want to party? Which one really is it? It's a very tough decision there for the Broncos, but unfortunately it makes me sick to my stomach, but I'm going to have to pick Chiefs there, and it makes me sick to my stomach. But this last division here, the AFC North, the Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals. And most people's eyes could be one of the more competitive divisions this year. If you had to pick who would win? Would it be the rising of the Browns or would it be because he Baltimore taking it away again? You know, um, if you would ask me this a year ago, this would be the last team that I would have picked. But seeing what they did this past year, I would have to say the Cleveland Browns. Okay? Because I think if you have an underdog, and this underdog has been the underdog for a very long time, it's just a matter of time before they come out and start surprising everybody. And I think that's what we started to see last season with the Browns. I think that we started to see maybe just how you know amazing they can work together and how great their team actually is. I think they've gone through probably one of the toughest times that any NFL team has gone through I mean I don't remember the exact details um, you can you probably know but I think it was, was um, what it was 15 plus years since they had even made a playoff game um, at least 15 years um, since they had made a playoff game um, last season and I, I think that you know uh, you know at first I wasn't really a, a big Baker Mayfield fan um, he seemed like kind of somebody 
somebody who uh, was kind of, you know, worshipped a little full of himself in college, top deal. Um, and then when he got to the NFL, I mean, he really went through it. And, and a lot of times when you see uh, players that are like that or that are kind of cushioned and worshipped in their college career and then they get to the NFL, they usually don't make it. I mean, you look at people, um, you know, like the like the quarterbacks that are, are projected to be great. Um, and then when they get to the NFL, I mean, it's like one, one two years and then they're never heard of again. Um, you know, and I'm not going to name names because everybody's story is different. I'm not trying to put him in a category. All I'm saying is what we saw last year was him coming out of the depths of the, uh, you know, the, the struggles that he went through. I mean, he had a couple pretty bad seasons um, with the Browns before he actually had a great season last Last season, last season was a great season for the Browns. I mean, it was a, um, uh, a record-breaking. I mean, uh, you know, they broke the streak of not going to a playoff. They really played hard. Um, I think, and you know, this this is highly up to debate. But as far as me, I think that they should have been the ones to go to the Super Bowl. I think that uh, you know the Chiefs when they played the Browns last season. I think there was a, a, a couple bad calls, especially one really bad call uh, um, of, a, a, of a targeting call that should have been made against the Chiefs that, that, weren't, that wasn't because of some technicalities. Uh, um, I think that that Super Bowl game would have been a lot closer uh, if it had been the Chiefs, I mean uh, the Browns, in there instead of the Chiefs. Um, so I think we, we can expect big things out of the Chiefs this year, uh, or out of the Browns this year. I think that we have... Um, some great defensive ends, uh, you know, on the uh, on the team. I think the, uh, the offense is not only getting better, uh, but the defense is really, really strong and stacked. We saw the defense made a huge difference last year. So, I mean, I I think that as a as as football in general, we can expect big things from um, from the Browns this year. Definitely. Now that the eyes are on him and the Cleveland Browns, I think a lot of people, the difference between the Browns and the Ravens, folks, is that they don't need Baker Mayfield to throw for 4,000 plus yards and be in the MVP conversation. But what it's like with the Baltimore Ravens, now you've got Lamar Jackson, questions about him being a better passer. Can he really be a passer? Is he just a runner, maybe not a quarterback? So he has to throw for 4,000 plus yards and be in the MVP conversation for their offense to thrive. Because when they can rely on J.K. Dobbins to run the ball, I mean, when you get J.K. Dobbins, who who else? And so that's where I think it's going to be the Browns this year to win a division in the extra work or spot. I mean, I know you're busy, but for the final for today, it's going to this morning's or afternoon's final thoughts. And folks, Kamel Denae here, and he's been on the show multiple, multiple times. That's on to have him on on the program here. I know we all have busy schedules, but do you have any like final thoughts or things you're working on, or shoutouts to people you know, or anything else? So sorry. Yeah, man. I mean, ultimately, always, uh, you know, an honor to be on the show. Like I said, um, you know, you you're one of the hardest working young men that I've ever met um, and I know a lot of hard working people um, who are really fighting for their dreams uh, and just to be able 
to be a part of your story, man, uh, is, a, is a big deal to me. And I feel honored and blessed every time that I get to share that with you. Um, just as a fellow brother in Christ, but just as somebody who's also working on their dreams at the same time. I see the work that you put in, interviews that you do. I mean, there's a lot of, for every interview that you have, people don't see the no's and the closed doors behind, you know, they don't see the, the struggle. They only see, okay, this interview that he did was great, but they don't see all the struggle and all the pain you had to go through and the rejections to get to where you're, to where you are. So first and foremost, thank you for having me on the show. Um, always, you know, uh, we're leaning on the Lord for wisdom, for uh, favor, and, you know, as as uh, brothers in Christ, we, um, we take a pride in that. Um, and so we always want to thank the Lord, man, every day that we get to pursue our dreams because at the end of the day, he's the one who sustains us and gives us life. Um, I think there's no question about that here. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, my family, my mom and my dad, my uh, sister, my, my family, siblings, um, always thankful for them, their support. Um, and, and just, you know, to everybody out there that's, that's pursuing a dream, do not quit. Do not quit. The, the number one thing that kills dreams, and, and, and I experience a lot of this being a rookie and what I'm trying to do, is self-doubt. It's not usually failure that keeps you from your dreams. It's very rare that failure keeps you from your dreams. Failure usually causes you to stumble, and sometimes you either get up or you don't get up from that failure. But the reason you don't get up from failure is self-doubt. Failure itself never stops anybody from their dreams. It's the self-doubt to not try again. So if you're out there and you're believing in the dream, that may not have happened, that is not looking like it is going to happen, don't quit. Because at the end of a dream, when you're right there, you're getting closer, the closer and closer you get to your dream, the more and more the life's going to fight you. So keep believing. Um, and, you know, like I said, man, it's always an honor to be on the show. Definitely, folks. That's what see. You see interviews with Chris Bouchard. That's why I know you're transparent about your story and vice versa. Much appreciated. We'll definitely get you back on and uh, see what we can do to get you in the NFL. We'll get folks come out today. John, John, the show. We will see y'all in just a little bit as I give my NFL season predictions. See you later. Guys. This is not the Los Angeles LeBron. He knows his stuff. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to go at people. And How did he get blocked by LeBron James on Twitter? Talking about, you know, wanting to inspire and, and like, I'm inspired right now. I want to run through a brick wall for you right now. I Cutthroat. It's very, you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position.
I get to get on that dude 2020's show. 